Welcome back. If you've been here before, if you're new to the channel, we help police candidates get that coveted position of police officer, helping them through the hiring process. Today's no different. We're going to be covering why you shouldn't submit that police application right now. Let's discuss. If you're thinking about submitting a police application, do not do it until one, you watch this, and two, you check out our free gift that we have for you getting started as a police officer. That's down below in the link. It's going to walk you through each step of the hiring process so you don't make a mistake in any of them, which will just continually set you back six months to a year every time you get dismissed from a department or possibly even disqualified if you really mess up. Also, as always, that other gift, if you want a one-on-one -on -one call with myself, if you have something specific to yourself that you want to ask, or maybe you're just like, Frank, I need help getting through the process. I'm here for you. Go ahead, reach out. The link to sign up for that is down in the description as well. Let's jump in. Why you shouldn't submit your police application right now. And the reason I say that is because a lot of different individuals or police candidates like to submit multiple police applications, but they all have the one police department that they would really want to work for. It has the best pay, has the best shifts, has the best retirement or benefits, and they really want that one. But everyone says, hey, I want to get my foot in the door, so I'm going to shotgun resumes out there, which is not a bad strategy. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying that you should always, always hold off on submitting your first police application or any other police applications until you have all the information you need. If you've already submitted a police application and you've done a police questionnaire, you are kind of locked in at this point. And what I mean by that is if you change anything on the next one, you have to be able to articulate it. Some things are easy to articulate. Hey, I got a new job. Um, I moved residence. You know, I got a new house. Or I know oh, I'm I'm married now. These are these are very easily th easy things to articulate. You provide some documents. That's it. No background investigator or no one asks any questions about it. Other things are different, such as you submit a police application where your work histories don't line up, such as there was a gap. And maybe that gap was for school, but you didn't articulate that you were in school in your in your resume. That's going to be questionable. You're going to ask questions about that. Now, you can articulate it, but then you're going to have to pull transcripts saying that, hey, I was in school at this time and I wasn't working. So if you take that scenario and you try to come back and say, hey, oh, this was a mistake. I was actually in school at this time. And you have another police questionnaire out there saying say in the same state that you're applying to these different departments in, those those are going to be easily accessed by the department you're applying to. And each one makes it difficult. Now, that's getting into the weeds here, and we're going to get into why that's more important in a little bit. But the first one, and probably the most important that I want to touch on, is fitness. And what do I mean by this? Fitness is the number one way to put your name on the top of the resume list and to put your name as the first one getting invited to an interview. If you score the fastest on a run, say it's a 300 meter sprint, or you're the fastest in the mile and a half, or you're up there towards the top, or you smoke check the entire fitness exam, you are going to get put at the top of the list. Now, the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you train. If you say, hey, it is, you know, let's say, let's say it's January, New Year's resolution, I am going to jump in and I am going to, I'm going 
to start training and I'm going to apply to the police department in four months. I got four months to train. That's, that's a good amount of time to train and you can increase your strength and speed dramatically. But if one week goes by and oh, I missed this week, I'm going to start next week. And then another week and then a month went by. Now you're down to three months. Okay. Hey, yeah, I can, I can get in decent shape in three months. And then another month goes by. You're down to that eight week mark where you're scheduled for a PT test. You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to do as well as you could. And and when that comes up, that's just setting yourself back. You want to make yourself at the top of the list because if you get into the interview and you can just smoke check the interview and do really well in there, you're going to have the capabilities of getting that conditional offer or be putting your name at the top of the list for, for your background investigator, which means they're going to sign you your first background investigator. And all you got to do is meet your conditions. Let me be clear about this. Every person has to go through their conditions, right? Now, even the written tests and the physical test are part of the conditions you need to get hired as a police officer. But there's a few things that's actually controllable in your in your police hiring process. There's only a few. The rest of it, you're kind of at the whims of the hiring officials. Those things are your written tests, your fitness test, your board interview, or any of your interviews, minus your background interview, because Really, you know, that's just them interrogating you. And then how timely you respond to sign up for the things or respond back to the documents that they may request. That's really all you can control. The rest of it is out of your hands. You're scheduled when they schedule you. You have to do what they tell you to. And and the bad part about that is if you're not prepared for any of that, you're just gonna you're just gonna fall through the cracks. So that being said, fitness. Fitness is the number one thing I would say to make you stand out in your hiring process. If you do so well during the, the fitness exam, you're going to get it invited to the interview. Same with the written exam. Usually the top scores in the written exam, if they pass their fitness exam, they're going to get uh, invited to the interview, but, but the fitness will really make you stand out the most. Now, before I transition over to the next one, which is your paperwork and preparing all that, you need to understand that I I find fitness being so critical that I spent months on it when we were developing our coaching packages and our online training course for police officers. Months developing this to tailor it specifically to police officer hiring process and police officers physical ability test or whatever you're department or agency may call it. So keep this in mind. I put a lot of stock in you doing well during the exams and the portions that you can control. And for this particular episode, the fitness test. Okay. Paperwork. Another reason you don't want to submit that police application right now. Once you submit it, that starts the ball rolling. You can't take it back. You are at the whim. The only thing you can do is withdraw from the process. And if you withdraw from the process, that looks bad to that same agency if you apply later on or if you apply to a different department and they can see all of your access that you've done and all the applications, especially if it's in the same state because a lot of those are digitized in a computer system. If you don't have all your paperwork together and think about it this way, you're going to have to fill out your police questionnaire. You're going to have to get all your transcripts, any military service, all your references, all your just everything, all your residents, every place you've ever worked. You're going to have to get all that together, get contacts for all that. If you don't have those people lined up before you submit your application, you're going to be behind the curve because 
you're going to have to submit that maybe in a week or two, or as soon as they send you an email, say, Hey, get this back to us by the end of the week. If they're waiting on you or you can't get it to them by the end of the week and, and you don't respond to them, they're just going to remove you from the process. And it's just going to be a forced withdrawal failure to follow directions. And you just were not selected and withdrawn from the process. So if you don't have all that, and I've, I've hit on this in a lot of other episodes, but if you don't have all that, you're just hurting yourself in a multitude of ways. So make sure you get your paperwork squared away and you have everything you need beforehand. If you need to order transcripts, and remember transcripts need to be official, which means they can't be open. I keep a stack of trans. I've went to a lot of different universities and colleges due to the military and traveling. I keep a stack of all my transcripts in my safe so that if I ever were to, or whenever I did apply or try to transfer to a different agency, I would have all that information and I didn't have to call the school, wait on the school to get it to me, or possibly rely on the school to ship it to the department and then they lose it. I like to keep track of all my own things. So I just have a stack of them in my safe, ready to go from every different college and university I've ever been to. Keep that in mind. Same with your uh, joint service transcripts. If you're in the military, got to get an official copy of that. And the only way to do that is to request it from the DOD. So keep keep that in mind. Okay, prep. This is this is going to be the one I really want to touch on to wrap everything up. Prep is a culmination of everything, right? It's your paperwork. It's your fitness. It's it's everything that you have in store. But there's other things you can prepare for. You can prep for a written test, right? You can take practice tests. You can take, um, you can take courses for it. There's courses out there. We have a course for it, but there's, there's a lot of things that you can do to, to prepare yourself. And that's just the written test, the fitness test. I beat that one up already. The fitness test, you can definitely prepare for that. That one is where, you know, you actually train to the test. And I, I, I didn't say this earlier, but train to the test, but then you have to train over the test because you don't want to meet the bare minimum. You want to exceed, you want to be able to do the bare minimum where it doesn't even fatigue you. So, so there's a way to train for that. And as I said, we spent months developing that. The next thing is you want to prepare for your board interview, right? You you need to prepare to, you need to understand what department, if you're applying to a multitude of departments as well, if you got five departments, it's going to be hard to remember the mission statement and, uh, you know, any, any major words they have like honor, courage, commitment for, for every different department you're applying to. I'm not saying you can, I'm just saying it can get confusing and you don't want to mess it up when you're in the middle of that interview. So you need to prepare for that interview, prepare for that agency. Obviously we talked about preparing your paperwork, you know, for your background investigation and your police questionnaire. That's, that's just extensive. It's very extensive and it's daunting. Then you need to prepare yourself for the psychological exam, depending on which psychological exam you get, the TAT or the MMPI-1, MMPI-2. You're going to have a, a varying level of questions that they may ask. So, you know, somewhere between four to maybe 1,200 questions, depending on which, which one you do. Then you're going to have to sit down with an actual licensed psychologist and explain any flags that pop on your test. So you need to be prepared how to explain that. Remember what I always say in most of my videos, when you're, when you're elaborating on something, especially something that, that can, can deter them or make you, or paint you in a bad light, you want to be specific about it, never lie, but 
do not elaborate, do not go down that rabbit hole that just opens up more questions and, and really will just make an evaluator or a hiring official just lose interest in you altogether. So stay away from that. As you're preparing, you know, if you have to do a stress test for physical, you need to prepare for the stress test. What is your heart rate is, um, do you have an issue where, where if you do like, like what's the term I'm thinking of here? circuits, right? Where you do quick, quick bursts is your heart rate just spike and it's hard to get it to come back down. If not, you need to work on that. Use four by four breathing things, things that will really help you control your heart rate. So you can pass a stress test, your medical exam. If you have an issue with vision or hearing, um, hearing, if you have an issue with hearing, let's stick with that one right now. One thing you might want to do the night before your audiogram is put foamies in your ears or sleep with earmuffs on. And when you're driving there, Drown out all noise. Don't don't um don't turn on the radio. Maybe have foamies or headphones on while you're driving with no music. Something to drown out all the noise to allow all the hairs in your ears and everything that all all your hearing receptacles to to be fully prepared. You know, one thing that happens if you hear loud noise before and it lays all them down and it takes a while for them to stand back up. These are things that that you need to prepare for. It's simple tasks like that that you can control. And as I said, there's not much you can control, but those are the things that you, if you can control it, you need to focus on it. So work on this stuff. Okay, recap, fitness. Fitness is key to getting invited to the interview. If you do well in the fitness test and you just pass the written test or you, or you pass the written test, but you do exceptionally well in the fitness test, you're going to move to the head of the line. You're going to be the, one of the top candidates and you are going to get invited to the interview process. Maybe they might do it out of, out of order where they do the interview process first and then a PT test. If that's the case, it still applies. If you score really well on your fitness test, you're going to be a high level candidate. And the reason being is one, <clears throat> excuse me, one, some departments are now making physical physical standards and necessity every year you have to do them and you have to pass, which a lot of departments already do that, but now they're making it a condition of continued employment and you sign that in your employment um, hiring paperwork. The other reason is one, it keeps you healthy, right? And you need to have good, healthy body so that you can sp support a healthy brain. You're going to use your brain more than anything as a law enforcement officer to think critically. You're going to be more confident in yourself. So fitness, fitness is key. It's going to allow you, it's going to help keep your ego in check when you get out there in law enforcement. And it's going to allow you to, as I said, handle a situation with critical thinking rather than using stress or an ego or anything along those lines. Having your paperwork laid out, I can't beat this up enough. I do it in a lot of different episodes, but have your paperwork set, ready to go, have everything you need. Don't rely on anyone else. Don't rely on your schools or anyone else to get what you need. If you want to make it through the process, it's going to come down to you standing out the most and getting all your paperwork turned in first, because they're going to take their they're going to take their top candidates and they're going to take whoever gets done first because they have academy dates to meet. Next is your prep work. Prepare for everything. If you're not preparing for everything, you're you're not taking the action you need in your hero's journey, right? So you're the hero. In this journey, hero needs two things. As I said before, they need to take action and they need a guide. I'll be your guide. You be the hero. This is not my story. It's yours. So go out there and make sure you do everything you need to take the action you need to, to prepare. So down below those, here's your first action you can do to prepare. Sign up for the getting started workshop. It's down below in the description. 
It's going to walk you through every step of the hiring process. So you have a good understanding of what you're getting into and what you're going to need to prepare for that. Next, if you have something more specific, that gift where the free coaching call with myself is also down below. I'd be happy to help you with any questions you have regarding regarding a personal issue or just regarding starting your process or moving forward in your process. If you if you applied to one agency and you didn't get selected, definitely reach out because I can help you make sure you move up the list of qualified applicants. Stay safe as always, and I will see you next time.